again, gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Down, don't beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. Final hour with the West Coast neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Brian. And uh, it is officially hot again. I think it's summer. I think it happened. I think while we were just kind of all chilling, uh, boom, summer happened. That's ridiculous. So Although I guess we are almost in June. Yeah, I mean, it had to happen at some point. Summer was it was going to take forever to get here, but it finally got here. I don't know. Usually, usually LA, it's 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 warm as balls out. It is. it is. I. Speaking of balls, you're actually very lucky. I almost did not wear pants to the studio today, but you're welcome. I thought better of it. You know what? I would have liked you to wear better than no pants because no pants is not an option. You should have worn a dress. <laughs> it would have been good. I want to wear a dress, by the way. I just want to put this out here. I'm, uh, I'm not even going to equivocate around it. I would wear dresses if it was socially acceptable for men. Um, uh, I mean, I would want it to be a manly dress. I don't want to make it seem like I would wear, like, Hello Kitty dresses or anything. No, I want, like... Getting like a metal guitar player on the side or something, or like some like <laughs> blood or like whatever. I don't care, but I don't know what that would look like. But man dresses should be a thing, and I'm a little bummed they're not. Now, are you? Would you want? Would you wear like a full length though, or would you like wear like a like a shorter dress and show off the gams? In the name of equality, I would do both. Because actually, my legs are not like amazing, but if I shaved them, or even <laughs> if I didn't shave them, I mean, I don't know. That would be we. I mean, basically, I could write my own rules, right? I mean, no other dudes are wearing dresses. I mean I Scottish could, I people. Could, yeah, that's true. Those kill and they don't shave their legs. So maybe it would be maybe the standard for men is we don't shave our legs, which unfortunately for me will make it look like I'm just wearing pants, but very furry <laughs> pants. Um, which will be a problem. But whatever. Uh, maybe I'll decide to nair my legs or something. We'll decide that. Ooh, day when, scary stuff. When uh when or I could wear tights or nylons. I actually I can I can give you some some experience points with tights. I I have had to wear pantyhose and tights myself. You've worn dresses. When I met you, you were wearing dresses in college. I did. Plays. I did. I, I, I drank a lot in college, too, so I don't remember a lot of the choices I made. But somehow or, you remember tights. Well, that was actually high school. Uh, oh, less booze, I'll, I guess. Well, a little bit. Okay. Not, not as much as should have been, but a little less booze. That's um, good. But no, actually, uh, yes, I did wear dresses in college. I was actually, uh, I'm pretty sure, I think I set the record for most times appearing in the newspaper and drag in that town. <laughs> that is true. I think yeah. you uh, you are renowned in Eastern Oregon as uh, the famous transgender actor, Seth Yonka. <laughs> now, I didn't actually change genders. I don't think you can call me transgender. That's true. Right, trans, transsexual, trans dressing, trans dresser, trans Cross dresser. Cross-dresser, trans-dresser, whatever, whatever the, <laughs> the nomenclature, whatever the nomenclature is for that, you were that. I'll Eastern only Oregon. allow you to call me a trans-dresser if I can uh, pretend that that means like I was like Optimus Prime in a dress. Sure. Sweet. Yeah. Autobots again, roll out to the market. <laughs> and again, the uh, I want to point out th- these. This was always for a play. I didn't just cross-dress to cross-dress. See, that's the line where you and I are different. I, I want to wear them socially. I'm, I'm ah. a little bummed I cannot wear a... Uh, and I, I, I think I would look good, by the way, in them. Because like, like I said, I have pretty decent legs. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, I, I, I think I, I could pull off dresses. I'm just saying. Well, and I and you are definitely right about as far as airflow and lack of uh, lack of heat to the ballage area. Yeah, um, right. You mentioned you mentioned sense. leggings and tights. I actually uh, I I think that's a valid point too because as we've covered, I uh, I grew up in Illinois, so the um, the winters there are rather frigid. And I actually have experience wearing uh, tights and pantyhose in in the winter time there. And I the will way tell you, you just sold the state of Illinois is beautiful. Welcome <laughs> to Illinois, where we're freezing cold and our young men dress in women's clothing. <laughs> to state be motto. fair, I think that's technically women's underwear, right? That's I think so. Yeah. So, so why were how what what were you doing wearing? Okay, so. Uh, in high school, because you know I'm a, I'm a singer. In high school, I was in the uh, uh, the group, the Madrigals group, which is like the old timey Renaissance medieval time. Did uh, you have one of the pancake hats they wear? Yes, I had a pancake hat, and actually my outfit had big puffy sleeves at the end. Like I was like just about to ask about the puffy sleeves because puffy yes. sleeves are vital to magic. But here's the thing: it wasn't it wasn't so much puffy sleeves all down the sleeves. It was kind of standard issue like the shoulders were puffy and then the bicep area and i'm doing air quotes because if anybody's ever seen me bicep area is i well i use the term loosely but um the bicep area was normal almost fitting mm. and then from the elbows to the wrist it poofed out um to the point where if i stood with my arms out like a t i looked like a giant q-tip or one of those um jousting things from american gladiators nice yeah and uh, but it was a white and blue outfit, and I wore white tights with it. And uh, and so I do recall at one point, or several points, being outside uh, at night um, as we were walking from the the staging area, dressing area to the actual auditorium uh, where we had the uh, the stage set up. Mm -hmm. uh, and man, uh, you remember those brisk iced tea commercials? Yes, <laughs> brisk. Yes, uh, that was. Pretty much me. Um, like I was a baritone bass in the in the Madrigal group, but when those winds came through, I might as well have been a tenor because it was mm. whew, it was invigorating. It was An exciting, uh, fresh breath of air on your <laughs> man parts. It was it was it definitely intensified everything. So I don't know if that works in hot weather, uh, ladies. You know, feel free that are uh, or dudes that have worn tights in the summer. Um, Thank you let for letting know. me know, by the way, that calling you bitches was not acceptable. I will stop calling you bitches. <laughs> Just yeah, FYI. I got, got those emails. Feedback. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I will no longer refer to women as the B word. I will call everyone else bitches. I will not cease to not use the word, but I will not make it gender centric. I will that now works. call men bitches as well. Yeah, we, we definitely got some feedback. And uh, not only did we get people writing in, my, my mom actually commented on that. Uh, she uh, She said... So I almost went on your Facebook, but I don't do that. But I wanted to let you know. Again, this is my non-Jewish Jewish mother. Um, I wanted to let you know. I don't think it's the nicest that you boys call women bitches. It's, it's <laughs> true. It's true. We should not. Yeah. So, so okay, we're swearing so off bitches, and we'll just call everybody cunts. Oh, whoops, whoops! Did I say that out loud? You you did. And now we're getting more letters. They're just <laughs> piling in now. Literally owls from Hogwarts are dropping <laughs> letters on the studio right now saying, you cunts. That's <gasps> what the letters say. 
Okay, Call we're even. We both said it once. We should probably should not say it again because we both have mothers and women that'll kill us. Fine, I'd leave it off there. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, the uh, the tight thing though leads me to a, a a fun story if you if you're interested. Uh, always interested about stories of you wearing tights, right? Let's Most people. Let's embark. Everyone, get out a uh, a cigar if you smoke them, and uh, <laughs> pour a snifter of brandy, and let's let's enjoy story times about <laughs> Seth's tights. Please take us there. So we're in the middle of a run, and uh, I actually need to replace my tights. I wore white tights, and I needed to replace them because these are used tights, sadly, that I've been worn for years. The program has been around for a lot of years, and they wash them, but they do get passed <laughs> around. Even if you wash tights, yeah, passed around tights are not a thing you want to be putting on yourself. Plus, yeah. there apparently sounds like there are runs in your stockings <laughs> during the run, so yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm going I, back to I my brandy. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I yes, I had. I, I honestly actually do think it was a matter of getting some runs in the in the tights. Mm. Um, so so I had some runs, not that kind of runs because that'd be bad with white tights. Um, but so anyway, I had some holes starting to form in the uh, in the tights, and we're in the middle of a run of shows because we did a couple different weekends. And so I needed to replace these things. Didn't have time to like order the actual, you know, full blown tights and everything. So I I had to do what I could. And I I lived at this point in a small town in Illinois. Like we're talking maybe three thousand people. I think Tom Sawyer and Becky Thatcher were your neighbors. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Um. And so the only option I had for like late night shopping was actually the local grocery store where. I mean, literally, this town, everybody knows everybody. Everybody calls you a friend. You don't need an invitation. Kick off your boots and come on in. That's the that's the environment that I'm living in, okay? Woody Harrelson was running. The, he was the grocer <laughs> at the grocery store. I get it. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's bagging groceries, and uh, and Sam Malone is uh, is uh, Ted Danson. That was his name. He was actually the, uh, the customer service manager. That's brilliant. That's great. He worked the cigarette counter. But if I ever anyway, go to your hometown and they aren't there, I'm going to be really disappointed. FYI. If you go to my hometown, I'm just going to laugh because I finally got you in Illinois. Um, Ooh, we'll come back to that in a minute, but yes. Okay. So uh, so anyway, so I go to the store, but obviously I'm not going to ask, you know, hey, where are your, where's your pantyhose? Because that could either A, get me arrested, or at the very least run out of town on a rail. Right. So Socially, um, the Yonka family will then be humiliated. <laughs> More so than I had already done to them. Right. Um, so... I go to the aisle where I know I, you know, I know I'd seen like, you know, feminine hygiene products and stuff before, and I find the uh, the the pantyhose and whatnot, and because there's no way I'm finding actual like sturdy tights, I just figure, okay, I'll buy, I'll buy some pantyhose. I think actually, if I remember right, I bought two pair because I was like, you know, pantyhose, I'll do that. That'll be the way to go because they're you know they're not as sturdy as tights. So I go and I I grab uh, I find the I find white pantyhose. It's uh it was it w- I remember this very clearly. It was Sheer brand, and so I'm like, oh, I've heard of Sheer before. Okay, that's that's a decent brand. We'll go ahead and do this. These probably won't tear. So I I grab some of those. I go. I buy them. I leave. I uh, I go home and I I I pull the I pull the first pair on and I suddenly realize my dilemma. Uh, the women listeners here probably already know my dilemma. But for the guys out there that haven't ever dealt with pantyhose, Sheer is not a brand. No, it is not. No, Sheer is a descriptive term for fabric. And uh, your wife's a customer, Brian. What does Sheer mean? 
See-through. Yep. Gross. So I bought two pair, because, you know, that'll help. Yeah. I bought two pair of white see-through pantyhose. And um, I don't have a whole lot in the way of masculinity when it comes to my outward appearance, but I do have some hairy-ass legs. And mm. so cramming these things inside of sheer white pantyhose pretty much looked like grandma's veiny ass legs on steroids gross yeah it was sexy so i i i I have a problem i obviously can't wear these in the show i i'm a poor high school student so i can't afford to throw away the money so remember how i said i i didn't ask for help finding them because i that would be embarrassing yeah i had to return and exchange them so I had to go and take my pantyhose and exchange them because they weren't the right kind of pantyhose and ask for help from the lady associate to help me find the right kind of pantyhose. I promptly left Illinois and have yet to return. I was going to say, I, I don't think you're allowed back in the state now. <laughs> no, there's, uh, a, there's, a legal, there's legal restrictions on me. I'm like, uh, I'm like Jake and Elwood. But with cross-dressing. Instead of blues music. <laughs> exactly. I'm like the Blues Brothers, but with cross-dressing, yes. Well, Illinois, your native son is, uh, <laughs> is, is, is just, he's, he's, he's just rocking in California now uh, in his knee-length skirts and his... Uh, oh, shut just, up. Uh, his, his, his tights have no runs in them. It's, it's true. They're flawless. <laughs> They're flawless tights. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there you go. There's a, there's a point for... Just, just saying, just saying that you clearly you wore them and you found them brisk but comfortable, mm-hmm. and I think that we should uh, loose, loose, loosen that. Let's let's wear, let's just do it. Let I I'm, I'm gonna start wearing dresses. It's gonna happen. You first, man, and let me know yeah, how that nope. goes. I'm gonna post a picture to our Facebook page oh uh, of me in uh, my man dress, which I'm gonna design and make in probably like eight months. So really hold on to that, folks. Just something for you to look forward to. I'll tell you Seeing what. If you actually do that, if you actually design and make a dress or shit, even if you just decide to wear a dress, I, I post that picture to our Facebook, but it better not be in your house. I want to see a picture of you out in public wearing said oh, dress. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. If I make a dress, if I spend the time and money to make it, you best believe I am taking that shit out on the town. I will probably go to West Hollywood and get a lot of free drinks. We've already established <laughs> that my bare ass gets just a ton of free drinks at bars in Hollywood. This would just be the way to, to, to well, I don't know. See, because actually, never mind, I would probably get fewer drinks. See, this is the hard part about the LGBT community for me. I'm like, if I do dress, if I do cross-dress, I won't get free drinks at gay bars because I'll be a man dressed as a woman and the men there like other men. So shit, I lose my free drinks. That's a valid point. What to do, what to do. This is the kind uh, of quandary people in Los Angeles have, people. They don't have this true. kind of problem in Chicago. No one in <laughs> Chicago is agonizing over where they're going to get free drinks at a gay bar. How would you Just know? Saying. You've never been to Chicago, and you said you'd never go. You know what? I'm going to change my opinion on that. I know. I probably should have warned you and said, hold on to your seat. But I want to go to Chicago now, and I'll tell you why. Wait, 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 wait. Did my mom call you? No, actually, she did not. Though no. She did write a very nice email a few months back. <laughs> she did. <laughs> uh, inviting me. And so I will say, you know what? I would love to come to Illinois now, specifically Chicago. Um, 
and this is going to sound terrible, specifically, especially after saying what I just said about gay bars, but I really want to come for the meat. That's what I'm there for. <laughs> I want to okay. go because apparently Chicago is like the central, like all the, the stockyard starts, the stockyards um, are in Chicago. Uh, all of the Midwest farmers send their cattle to Chicago to go to the stockyards and be slaughtered in the slaughterhouses. I know if there's a vegan listening right now, they're just like you monsters, but I'm sorry. I love steaks. <laughs> And so I was watching this interview with Chris Bryant, the new uh, rookie first base or third baseman for the Cubs, and okay. he was talking about how he loves Chicago because there's a steakhouse on every corner. And I was like, "You're kidding me!" And sure enough, I googled steakhouse Chicago, every corner. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> and they're all like five rated Zagat Survey loving. Oh, the yeah. best steaks in the world are oh, yeah, in Chicago. There's good shit there. So I want to go to Chicago and eat steak every day. That's that's what I want to do. And probably die of coronary heart failure after a week, but whatever. Well, that's that's also what we're known for. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that is true. I, I now understand Da Bear's sketch so much more. <laughs> On like a whole other level now, I understand that, like, why Chris Farley had to be the person in that sketch. Because I don't know why you're just... surprised by this. I mean, it's it, we're talking about red meat. Like it, there's 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 not a lot else that Chicago can be proud of, but when it comes to red meat, we know our shit. Y- yes, you do. Yes, you do. The hot dogs and red meat. I will go to Chicago for those two things. I will also go to watch a Cubs game at Wrigley Field. I've been sort of becoming enamored of the Cubs this year so far. Now that they're not a waste of space and that they might actually win something. I, I've kind of like Wrigley Field. I'm, I I feel like I need to go to Wrigley Field. I need to make a pilgrimage to eat steak, go to Wrigley Field, and eat a hot dog. That's what I'm going to do in Chicago. So it's going to happen. We uh, should watch uh, out, Chicago. What we should do is we should just try and see if we can if we can trick uh, Dry Run Productions into I don't know flying us out there or something. Find some way to some excuse like we can go do a do a live recorded podcast from Chicago and see if you survive type of thing. That's true. That that there you go. That'll be our. Uh, that could be like an entire episode. Will Brian live through Chicago? <laughs> Answer probably not. because if he's not dead from the steaks or uh, the hot dogs, then surely chanting "Fire Jay Cutler" at Wrigley Field will get him killed. So you'd actually be or surprised. You'd probably be elected mayor. That's true. I was just about to say, or I'll be elected mayor. In which case, then I can do all sorts of corrupt shit. But whatever. Yeah. We're not. Oh, Illinois. <laughs> no one. No one wants Jay Cutler. No one. Not even Illinois. That's sad. Speaking though of Chicago sports teams, I I want to say this now. We're recording um, before Game Seven. Oh yes. That's quite and a thrilling end to the Game Six, by the way. I was the very thrilling end of almost every fucking game in the series so far. Yeah, it has not been. It has been. I have to say, I don't watch hockey a lot, but I've I've watched like the last. Um, uh, I watched Game Six actually, so there yep. you go. But yeah, it's uh, and, and so the Blackhawks—they're going to Game Seven on Saturday, which, depending on how quick our editors get this out, maybe this is Saturday. But um, the Blackhawks are going up against the Anaheim Ducks, so they're going to try and take down Emilio Estevez and those crazy kids. Um, they should be able to beat children. I feel. I feel like you should be able to crush them. You you condone beating children? It's not the well, NFL. When they when they dress up in the when they zing when they dress up <laughs> in the uh, when they dress up in ducks outfits and you know skate on the ice fair game open season go get them get them Blackhawks you would probably be very violent at like Disney on ice huh 
You know, uh, if I did, I would probably just dress in a Blackhawks outfit and scream it like, come on, Mickey, score a goal. What's the matter? <laughs> Yo, this game sucks. Check that duck. Take Donald out. Duck. He's not even wearing pants. Yeah, get him out of here. Penalty box or whatever they do. Yeah, <laughs> no. Fight, 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 fight. Chanting, totally. That's but why I'm not allowed to go see Disney on Ice, by the way. <laughs> There was there was one fateful time, and just like I'm not allowed in Illinois, you're not allowed at Disney on Ice. No Disney on Ice for me. Watch out, Pixar on Ice. <laughs> well, I guess they're still Disney. Damn it. Anyway, but no, the Blackhawks have really given a great series. Uh, the you know what? I just want to point out. Last time you said this though, it was uh. when the Chicago Bulls were still in the hunt, and then they got bumped the next Here's game. Here's the and thing. I felt bad. Here's the thing. I called that. I even said by the time this airs, they'll probably be done. So I'm yep. going to use my powers for, for I, I guess I was going to say for evil, but I guess it would be for good this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time this airs, if it's after the game, the Blackhawks are going to win game seven. They're going on to the to the finals. It's going to happen. Is it in Chicago or in Anaheim? You know, that's something I should know, but I don't. I don't know either. Literally, yeah. there's double reasons. I w- we're in L.A. I should know if it's a local California game. Gr- granted, Anaheim's not super local, but still. And I'm from Illinois, so I should know if it's a fucking local game or not. I don't. I think it's not. I think it's in Chicago, yeah. I have this sneaking suspicion it is. But whether it is or isn't, go Blackhawks. Yeah, go Blackhawks. Look at you cheering for a Chicago team. There you go. I will cheer for the Blackhawks. Mostly because their name sounds like, if you say it fast enough, like Black Blackhawks. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just said that I want the black cocks to really beat up on those children on the ice. So uh, <laughs> goodbye, California, another state I'm not allowed in. Yay. Uh, we're going to have to take this show on the road. Chicago, here I come <laughs> to cheer for your black cocks. Um, but uh, so I, I just actually wanted to bring up the quick bit of news on that. What do you make of, and I don't even know if you've heard this because it just got announced either this morning or last night, Tom Thibodeau's gone. The Chicago I Bulls coach heard. out. I am not a fan. I I don't get it. I really don't. Like, yes, they haven't they haven't won a championship with him yet, but they haven't had a solid, full, healthy roster. I mean, fucking D Rose was gone for at least what sixty to fifty to sixty percent of the time that that, that yeah. Tibbs was running it. And even with that, how many years? Because you know we've I'm I'm sure I, I I this is because I've pressured you into it, but we've been taking the Chicago Bulls on an undefeated streak on NBA 2K14? We have 2K13. 13, 13 yes. yeah. But uh, how many years did Thibs have uh, just, like, injuries, and all of a sudden he takes his bench and he turns his bench into starters? I mean, he clearly knows how to coach with the with the talent that he has. Oh, yeah, it was like every year. He His, his, his defensive coaching was truly brilliant. Like, it was very impressive, so... Yeah, I uh, I don't understand why they fired him. I mostly I don't mind that they fired him. I guess I'm just like, who are you gonna get that's better? Is my thing. Like, if there was somebody on the market Ditka. that was better, like, get, sure, get Mike Ditka. That'll do it. <laughs> Lovey Smith. I want you to take him down at the uh, first yard line and then uh, really try and get a safety in there. Uh, Mike, this wrong sport, but we'll see. Maybe he will. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. I. Uh I mean, the talent is there. If depending on who they keep in the off season, the talent is there for them to to make another run. But but I mean, he was a he was a damn good coach. And and this is coming from a diehard Chicago fan. 
that didn't ever see his team get to the championship, I still stand by the fact that he was a damn good coach. He was definitely uh, one of the quality coaches to be in Chicago, right up there with Mark Tressman. And I'm sorry, no, he's way better than Mark Tressman. Fuck sorry, you. I, I had to take a shot at Chicago, but uh, no, I think the Bulls will. Uh, I I think yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see who they hire. Maybe you never know. Sometimes that might be the shakeup that they need to get over there. But I honestly kind of thought it was always they needed just a few more pieces here and there, and then they could finally get there. But you know who yeah, they we'll should see. hire? Hmm. Michael Other Jordan. Michael. You know what? Not a bad idea if he's not too busy owning the Charlotte Bobcats, the one of the worst teams in the NBA. So speaking of the NBA, who do you like for the finals? Because they're coming up. They're uh, uh, Warriors versus Cavs. LeBron versus Steph Curry. Well, are you asking who I think will win or who I want to win? Both. You know who I want to win because fuck LeBron James. I hate that son of a bitch. He is the anti-Bulls serum, apparently. He apparently is. Um, so obviously I'm rooting against the Cavs. Unfortunately, I have no doubt that they're going to fucking win. Here's the thing. I think that if anybody can beat the Cavs, it's the Warriors. They're a hell of a team. I, I got to watch a whole bunch of them playing the Rockets, uh, which is some great games in there. But uh, I really think uh, they, any more than anybody, they've got a chance. Um, but LeBron James, the last few games of that Atlanta series – he is capable of carrying a team to the championship. I, oh, yeah. I don't like LeBron that much, but damn, he is definitely one of the better players to ever play in the NBA, and you got to respect that. So I, I, too, want the Warriors to win, but I am worried. I, mean, I know the Cavs are actually the Vegas. They are not favorites. They're underdogs in Vegas. So Really? Um, yeah, they are, they are underdogs. Well, because the series starts in um, uh, Oakland in Golden State. So they're out here in California uh, to start for the first two games, and so they're the underdogs for the first two games. I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to be really interesting, and I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm clearing my schedule in the evenings so that I can hopefully catch most of the games, if not all of the games. And it'll be Warriors in four. Go Warriors. You think the Warriors are going to sweep it? I, that's my belief. As a fan, I'm going to cheer for them. I'm not even that big of a fan of the Warriors because I'm a Blazers fan. But I'm, you know, in, in the, out of those two games, I'm, I'm a Warriors fan for the next two weeks. Oh, I absolutely am a Warriors fan for the next two weeks. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, I'll make the same claim that I made for, uh, oh, San Francisco. It was San Francisco. Um, the Niners. A few years mm. back, they, uh, they knocked the Packers out. Yes. And uh, I had told a coworker of mine that was a, a diehard Niners fan, I had, uh, I had told them that if they can do the job and get rid of Green Bay, that I would, uh, I would root for the Niners for the next season. Not in, you know, not not throw my bears to the side but i would i would have spirit of niners when i could and uh they did and i did so yeah i know i'll be a warriors fan for at least the next year if they can you know dethrone lebron because hey, since we're all about by the way vegas odds here and we've got a background picture that needs to be changed yeah i've been getting feedback on that have you read some of those i mean i don't know how you hate him a watson but whatever um <laughs> so how about this i say warriors in four what do you say? Whichever one of us is closer to being right gets to pick the background picture for the next month. I think it goes beyond four for sure. Um, and just so that we have a, a clear delineation of who would it be right and wrong here. Um, cause knowing, knowing us, I would say warriors in six and it'll be warriors in five and we go, well, what do we do? Um, well, in this case, I say we, I say if you're not exactly right, then we just find something else to bet on and do that. 
Well, so. I'm just going to, just to make it easier, I'll go ahead and pick the Cavs. That way, at least I will have something that I can rejoice in if they do win. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'll take the Cavs in, I don't know, six. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I still think most professional sports are rigged. So for for ad time, it's going to go to seven. So I'm going to say Cavs in seven. Okay, you say Cavs in seven. I say Warriors in four. But but basically, I mean, if one of us is right on the on the team, that'll that'll be the deciding. So if it's Cavs in four, I still win. If it's Warriors in seven, you win. No, I'm Warriors in four. I know what I'm saying is if uh, if I'm right on the number but wrong on the team, you still. Oh win. right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Fair enough. But uh, but yeah. So what? And so we're going for a profile or a cover picture. Sure, new cover picture. All right. It Do cannot we, be something we've already had a cover picture of, so no bears. Oh. There will be no more bears cover photos for at least at least until the start of the football season. If I'm I'm not gonna lie, if fucking LeBron James pulls it out and wins, I think I'm not committing to this, but I think I'll probably go with some form of Photoshop version of King James with some sort of Game of Thrones style death. That's what I'd like to have. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure that exists. Uh, oh, it will. If it doesn't now, it will. Uh, <laughs> we have some good graphic designers at Dry Run Productions. I'll, it will exist. You'd be like, I want this, please. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, I, no, no. I'll probably contact the same guy that did the uh, the feral cat in uh, in the voice oh, yeah. judge's chair. God, I love that feral cat. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good episode. We need to talk about feral cats more often. Right? Speaking of wild feral things, though, mm-hmm. and that's the best I could do for a transition here. No, that's an excellent transition. Wild Feral Things is exactly what you would call, I'm assuming we're talking about Mad Max. Boom! That's uh, where I was going. Fury Road. Yeah, because that, that movie is a wild feral cat roaming around your house, pissing and shitting everywhere, and somehow you love it nonetheless. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we basically are just going to blow this movie for the next like, 10, 15 minutes. Cause, uh, <laughs> so, folks, if you hated Mad Max, I'd skip ahead about 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> the next 10 minutes is just going to be us going off. Actually, because you know that movie though? was amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna revoke your disclaimer because the movie was amazing, and we are gonna be going off about how great it was. But I, beyond the movie itself, I want to actually talk about some. You want to have a serious discussion? Yeah, we're gonna God have a serious discussion. Sorry. Why can't it, you just let me rant and rave about how much I love Mad Max? Fine. You can't go. Tell me about Mad Max. It was cool. <laughs> now it's just not awesome. I don't know. We gotta talk about things. I'm just like, whatever, fine. No, uh, before we get into uh, into the, the serious point I wanted to, to bring up about it, I we do need to talk like movie nerds because, let's face it, we're movie nerds. So you saw this one before me, actually, I think, right? I did. I went opening weekend because I, I really liked the idea of it, and I saw the re- reviews were like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a big thing with me because I figure, hey, those guys watch a lot of movies at Rotten Tomatoes. They're probably right. In the same way that if my car is broken, I go to a mechanic and ask him what's wrong. I, I if I go to a movie, if I want to go to a movie, I ask a critic and I'm like, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. OK, I'll go to this movie. <laughs> and they said that nothing was wrong with Mad Max. And they were right. There really was like nothing wrong with that movie. It's true. And uh, and we covered it before. I had not seen any of the other ones. So I'm going in a Mad Max virgin. No frame of reference on the, the world, the characters, anything. I don't know if any of those characters were presented in previous incarnations or not but just, just max just max yep 
Now, um, without getting into spoilers, he clearly had something in his past that kept popping up throughout the movie. Is that referencing anything from the previous movies, or no? It, it is. Uh, you know, it, this isn't even a spoiler alert because it happens in like the first ten minutes of the first Mad Max movie, um, or not the first ten minutes, but it happens pretty early on. Uh, in in the first Mad Max film with Mel Gibson, uh, his family is killed in front of him. Uh, and so that's why he's actually Mad Max. Before that, he's just Max. And then his family's killed in front of him by outlaws in, post- in post-apocalyptic Australia. And he goes apeshit and kills a lot of people. And you're like, oh my god, this is awesome. And then in the next movie, he tries to save some people, but he fails. And so he goes apeshit and kills a lot of people. <laughs> so all those... All those moments where he was like having flashbacks to you couldn't save us, you couldn't save us, was really the only reference they made, by the way. Like, if you didn't know anything about Mad Max, you're really not going to be lost, because that was the only reference they made to any of the earlier Max movies, really, um, was the fact that he'd, he'd not saved people in the past. That was it. Which, uh, and I can vouch for it as someone who doesn't have a frame of reference, it was, yeah, it was absolutely, I wasn't, I, I didn't feel lost. I just felt like, there's some backstory that they're really they're accomplishing well without diving into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, little girl going, you didn't save me. You're pretty much like, OK, well, th- something didn't go well for this guy at some <laughs> point. That was yeah, it usually does not go. They usually don't do. They don't haunt you when things were great. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, just everything about that, like the technical aspects. I'll just take that right off the board right now. We're all amazing. There was not like for the score, the cinematography, the acting. Everything like was just amazing. There was no flaw. It was flawlessly executed. Mm-hmm. And then the story was like, that's what an action movie should be. I'm so tired of Transformers with their like, let me tell you about the AllSpark and how it's so important. And here's a really boring Transformers lesson. And let's all stalk, stand around and talk about exposition. The movie was literally, the m- movie Mad Max literally starts out with a short monologue from Max about how shit life is. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. The rest of it is, hey, these people have some stuff that this guy wants, and he's chasing them. That's mm-hmm. all you need to know. That's it. That is literally Mad Max's story. There's a lot more to it, and it's awesome. But just the economy of story, like, I miss that in action movies. When you used to be able to, like, hey, there's a bus. If it drops below 55 <laughs> miles an hour, we're fucked. Keanu Reeves, save us. The end. There's no, like, there's no all spark. There's no secret dead parents or anything it's just nope yep that's what's happening that's all you need to know it's an action movie that's what action movies need yeah no it was uh it i i i haven't actually googled this but i guarantee it's on there somewhere i would be willing to bet the number of lines of dialogue is less than a hundred for the entire film it is not a talk heavy film no no uh, and cheers to, uh, I'll just start off by loving one performance, just right off the bat, Tom Hardy as Mad Max just keeps, he keeps knocking out, I mean his Bane was great, mm. um, though, I mean, there's a whole other podcast we could do about how mad I was about Bane's death, but anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, but in, in Mad Max, he, like, th- you're right, I think Tom Hardy in Mad Max maybe has five lines, probably right. more, but, but there's not a lot, he says a lot with not saying much. Well, he literally, really like well. he, uh, what the f- other than that short monologue, I think for the first forty-five minutes of the film, he literally doesn't speak. He uses grunts. Yeah, yeah. his grunting is like ninety percent of his dialogue, and it's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, he was great. Um, the other one I really liked was Nicholas Holt, um, who was almost unrecognizable. He plays Beast, nor um, probably most famous for playing Beast in the X Men, yes. the most recent X Men movies. He played Nux, who was this guy that's. 
He's kind of chasing Max. I uh, won't spoil yeah, it, but yeah, let's go just, spoiler free on this one. But it's just it's he his performance, his journey as a character yes. is so riveting and you care so deeply about this character. Uh, in a movie that literally, like I said, is these people have what this guy wants. Get him. When yeah. I said there's more to it, Nicholas Holt's character is part of that. Oh, and yeah. Charlize Theron, holy shit. Best performance from Charlize Theron in a while. Yeah. And she looked amazing while doing it. I pretty much had like eight or nine fear boners throughout that <laughs> whole thing. I'm just like, oh, my God, you're so attractive, but I'm pretty sure you'd cut my dick off rather than look at me. So I'm kind of turned on right now. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it was... Uh it was very well done. St- uh, the style, I love the style of it. The uh, just, oh, yeah. I mean, everything visual, um, the stunts, uh, the fact that that was uh, mm. very practical stunt heavy. A lot of in camera work. Yeah, they did not use. I mean, they used effects, and when they used them, it was great. But a lot of in camera work. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think for a future episode, we need to see if we can maybe get Jess back on the show, Jess Bennett. And uh, yeah, I actually thought of her when I was watching that movie. I was like, <laughs> I bet Jess is gonna just. <laughs> literally explode with delight in a theater watching this so oh absolutely and I, i'd be willing to bet that she probably has um but yeah we should try and get her on just to have a whole so there you go we can have a whole other conversation where we where we where we fillet the amazingness that was mad max from a from a stunt uh, aspect with somebody that actually mm-hmm. has some experience and some insight come on our podcast and fillet things with us jess do it yay <laughs> let's <laughs> blow mad max while we wear tights and dresses this is the this is the weird episode. I guarantee you. This, this is the is weird awesome. episode. The fact that we can label any of them the weird episode is wrong. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. It's no more weirder than normal. I would um, say. Yeah. We're we're pretty much keeping our weirdness. In. But weirdness wise, I love the world that they built, and oh without God. much effort, like just all the the costuming, the sets, like everything was informing you about who these people were and why they were doing what they were doing. Oh yeah, and absolutely. And you didn't genius. need you didn't, it, you didn't need the like the. Like you said, exposition. You didn't need anything explaining to you, you know, why why these guys are, you know, are painted white. You know, it's you literally just by watching the film, you 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 eventually you just understand. You're like, okay, dude's painted white. I totally know their position in society. I know their role. I know what's going on. Nobody yeah. tells you. Yeah, you know, it's, no, not it's sp- brilliant. Um, I actually, since we live in L.A., I get to tell a little insider insider story. I know a guy who knows a guy. Uh, are you are you trying I, to I, sell me drugs? <laughs> I, right. No. So I know someone who knew a person that worked back on Happy Feet. If anybody remembers Happy Feet back mm-hmm. in the day, uh, that was George Miller, same director of Mad Max. And back in two thousand, whenever Happy Feet came out, this right. guy was working on Happy Feet. And uh, George Miller was like, "Hey, I got something I want to show you. Just going to bounce some ideas off you." And he had all the designs for the rigs, like the the cars and everything. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to call them cars because they barely rep- <laughs> right, they barely are recognizable as cars in the movie. No, but, but, they, but to interrupt you real quick though, not they were not cars in the movie. The vehicles were fucking characters. Yeah, and like he's not been thinking not in about a transformer them. kind of way. Yeah, they don't transform into anything other than just weirdness. But yeah, no, he's been thinking about those. Like those designs existed ten years ago when Happy Feet came out. God, it's did Happy Feet come out ten years ago? Probably at least somewhere uh, many many years ago. At it least w- more than half a decade ago. It was he a was different life for me. These. If that gives you any frame of reference, it was a different right. life for me. So yeah, so yeah, when Happy Feet came out, there he was already designing Mad Max Fury Road, 
And I remember reading about it. He's been working on this since the late 90s. Holy so shit. So it was just like, yeah, like he's been like batting ideas around. And uh, and I think a lot of the themes that he worked in really show the change in society that we kind of have gone through. Uh, I coming back to Charlize Theron. Um, well, before we go hell. there, before we go there, because that's actually I think you're about to go exactly where I was wanting us to go. Um, oh, are we going into the? Okay, fine. Yeah, before we before we I got get, to geek out. I'm fine. Yeah, but before we get there, um, I will say I did not know how uh, how long he's been doing this. That's actually really cool, but it makes me scared because mm. clearly Mad Max is officially a success at this point, right? Yes, I, I think it's done well enough. And we've learned, if nothing else from Hollywood, we have learned that when they have a success, they're going to make another one. There's a Happy Feet 2 for this reason. Right. Is wait, is there really a Happy Feet 2? There is. It's terrible. It's not good. <laughs> and it's directed by George Miller. So what you're worrying about, yeah, you should be worried about it. That's exactly it, is that there's going to be another Mad Max sequel. I guarantee when they signed it, Tom Hardy's probably on a three-picture deal for it. More um, than likely. And so there's the potential for one, if not two more of these. And I'm willing to bet that he has not been plotting, planning, and designing since the uh, 90s for all three. No, no, just just for one, I imagine. I mean, the guy is good. I'm sure he could come up with something. But um, I, I think that uh, just like Happy Feet 2 was nowhere near as good as Happy Feet 1, mm. I think it'll probably be mildly enjoyable. But I I would not bank on it being as amazing as Mad Max Fury Road. No, I would I would buy your DVD copy of Mad Max Fury Road or digital copy or whatever we're doing these days, Betamax, mm-hmm. and enjoy the shit out of that because that kind of thing does not come around very often. And I'm just going to revel in it and watch it probably again on the biggest screen I can possibly find here in L.A. at some point again. Yeah, well, I went and saw that in 3D and I was very happy I did because it was, it was worth it. Nice. Yeah. But find giant 3D screen. So... Mad Max is getting a lot of attention, not just for being a great movie. It's getting a lot of attention for its societal viewpoints. Go ahead. Uh, keep going where you were going with Charlize Theron. Yeah, no, I, I, the thought on Charlize Theron I really had was I loved that her character was probably more like this isn't going to ruin anything for you, but it, it, it literally felt like there were two Mad Maxes. There's Max, who's definitely the main character, but Charlize Theron is by no means like his romantic interest or something. Like it's not like that at all she's her very own fully formed badass character with her own drives there's a little bit of sexual tension between the two of them but that's not what the movie is about at all like it's about these two strong people trying to protect other people and that was just so brilliantly and really well written and then to have like all the other um uh the the other women in the script are equally as well written. Mm. Uh, and I know it's weird that we have to comment on it. Like they wrote women. Well, like that's a thing, <laughs> but honestly, sometimes it is, you have to be excited about like, um. we're clearly moving forward as a society because we've stopped thinking it. It wasn't one of those movies where it's like, she's a girl. So she's badass. It was, she's badass. Cause she's a person who is badass mm-hmm. and has worked hard and sacrificed. She is her own individual. She isn't just, some sort of token female badass or she's not some token female love interest. There's no token there at all. She's just a person in this movie and it was awesome to finally see that. I'm actually going to disagree with you on a couple points. Okay. And I think that you might agree with my disagreements. Okay. Which means I'll convert you and you'll be a you'll be a Yonkaist. 
Right. Okay. That sounds like a terrifying thing to do. Right. I know. Do I have to wear tights? Yeah, I was going to say, get get your tights. Um, So, I don't think Max is the main character of this movie. He's the title character. But I would say that he is not at all the main character because, spoiler free, I don't think... If you were to tell me what his objective is, I don't think you could. So... Um, it literally, I think Charlize Theron is the main character. I think it's her journey, it's her adventure. I think that Max is a title character, but I think that Charlize Theron is our is our actual main character. So I disagree with you on on that point. Um, well, I, I'll I'll defend myself by saying I was trying to keep it spoiler free. But if we're not keeping spoiler free, well, not hell yeah, spoil, no, Charlize Theron is totally the main character. Yeah, no, 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 like <laughs> no spoilers as far as what happens in the story. But I will say that. You know, regardless of what, like, it could be about a fucking monkey exhibit gone wrong at the zoo, and all of a sudden there's some sort of a disease that breaks out. Um, but but Max is uh, Max is a is is important. Max is definitely a, a a main character, but I don't. He's really along for the ride. Yeah, he, there's no honest. arc to Max really. Like I no, honestly I mean, he's, don't know. He's, he doesn't he's, change. He's, he's just he's trying to save. The only arc he really has is he's trying to save people where before he's failed. That's like basically Max's arc. But Imperator Furiosa, which by the way, can bomb ass name. <laughs> way um, better than Fish Mooney. Way better than Fish Mooney. Probably even better than Mad Max. Um, <laughs> is it like her character arc is literally what the whole movie's about. Oh, of course. Yeah. From top to bottom. It's it's Charlize Theron's film. And I love that Tom Hardy was like, yeah, totally. I'm just I'm Mad Max. Awesome. And yeah. it's called Mad Max, but Fury Road Furiosa, I think that definitely is like oh, yeah. George Mar- George Miller's like winking like, hey, nope, it's actually about her. Because, yeah, okay, so yeah, totally, I'll be a Yonkist on that and agree. If we're, if we're not worrying about spoiling the fact that it's really not a Mad Max film, then yeah, no, it's totally not. It's all about her. Yeah, and, and again, we're not going to say who is success, because n- I, will, I will put this out there. Not every character that has an objective is successful. I won't tell you That's who true. is and isn't. But not every character is successful in their objectives. There you go. There yes, it's completely and not not every main character lives. There you go. So yeah, so it's definitely not spoiler, uh, d- definitely not spoilerized. But um, but yeah, so I would disagree with you that that Max is the main character. But it sounds like you were lying anyway. So I was lying anyway. So fine. Um, the other thing that I uh, trying to think what your points were. I've forgotten the other. The other's like two things. I didn't get any sexual tension whatsoever between them. That was one thing. Yeah just didn't i got a little but not much i mean if you didn't then you didn't I, I got a little here and there that they were like maybe we might bone each other if we weren't running for our lives yeah it was weird i, I distinctly did not notice that and it was one of those where it was um like it actually i noticed after the fact when i was talking to the people that i went to see the film with uh uh one of the things that i was very aware of was the fact that i i i, I see that shit all the time and granted it's usually there that's how hollywood likes to do it but like Guardians of the Galaxy. The, uh, mm. One of the questions I still have, I've seen the movie a dozen times, I just rewatched it recently, and I still am curious in the next one, are they going to try and go anywhere romantically with uh, Star-Lord and Gamora? Because you know, there were hints here and there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, there are definitely hints in that one. I didn't get any hints in uh, in this in Mad Max at all. Like I, there, this was one of the, this is one of the only Hollywood blockbuster movies I can think of where they had a strong male lead and a strong female lead, and at no point did I ever sense 
that that they could be linked up any uh, other than survival buddies. I guess I viewed it more as a mutual respect. They okay. had a mutual respect for each other, which to me in went towards intimacy a little. Mostly it's because I think Tom Hardy's gorgeous and Charlize Theron is gorgeous, and I just I want them to make weird, crazy, shaved head babies. <laughs> um, but if they're not going to do that, that's fine. Um, the other thing though that I uh, that I disagreed with is the fact that you say we're we're there as a society where we can just go awesome. She's a badass person. We're not. That and that's what bothers me. Not about the movie, about society. Is before I saw this movie, because uh, I didn't see it opening weekend, and so I saw it the weekend after. So a full week had gone by. I've dodged spoilers, but you couldn't dodge people talking about the feminist agenda and the feminist viewpoint in this film. And people were labeling it, saying it, it, it is a feminist film. And not in a negative way. People were just saying it's a feminist film. It's a feminist film. It's got you know strong, strong feminist viewpoints. And so I went in excited for the movie because A, I heard it was amazing, and B, I was excited to see exactly what everybody's talking about. And it's one of those things where... Um, like when we talked about Michael Sam, uh, back when we thought he actually got drafted and was going to play, you know, we were like, yay, good for the NFL, the first officially openly gay player. Yes. And I think I said in our earlier podcast, the problem is I'm waiting for us to get to a society, a point in society where all of a sudden it's not, hey, Michael Sam is a gay football player. It's, hey, Michael Sam is a football player. Who the that fuck would cares be really if he's nice. gay? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... For me, I was expecting some sort of feminist agenda with this film, and instead, it's a badass story that has some really, really well-written and well-performed, strong female badass characters. But I wouldn't have walked out of that if I hadn't previously heard people talking on social media and in the and in the real media about feminism. I wouldn't have walked out thinking, man, that was a feminist film. I would have walked out thinking, the fucking badass film. And those chicks kicked ass. I, I guess for me what bothers me is that as a society we're still at the point where that was such a big deal. People noticed it and I wish – I'm not saying ignore things that are changing in society. I just wish that we were at a point already where that wouldn't have been the gay NFL player moment, you know? Right. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, it, it Everyone got very excited about its feminist things and labeled it feminist and – and I do think mostly they did that because it's just so rare. Mm. You know, like I said, it's it's really rare to get Imperator Furios, Furiosa mm-hmm. um, as that type of character. Normally, uh, Hollywood likes to do one of two things with women. One, uh, they are completely obsessed with the main character and they are there to serve as his romantic interest. And that's basically it. Um, right. They they'll give her and, and this they do this thing which kind of irritates me. It's a mild irritation. I still watch me, but like they'll make the woman badass or something so that it counters the fact that they're still doing the same thing. You know, they're still doing the same old trope of she needs a man, mm. but she doesn't. She's secretly independent. They do this a lot, a lot <laughs> in um, uh, like the, the I think one of the most glaring examples that I was kind of irritated with recently was Captain America. The first one with Haley Atwell's character, okay. um, Agent Carter. Agent Carter is is nice and all, and that's great. Good but show, I by really the way. Felt they actually did a good job on the show. I finally caught up on it. It's actually they did it, well. 
I have to catch up on the show. I've, I'm, I'm very interested in that because she's the main character. I'm like, I, I'm very curious to see how they do that. Because in Captain America, I mean, it's really Captain America's movie, and that's fine. But I really felt like they made her, like, they gave her these badass girl moments that just felt like they were tossed in. They did the same thing in the Pirates of the Caribbean, the famous Kira Knightley line, um, do you want pain? Try wearing a corset or whatever she says after she hits a guy. And it's like, I don't, I don't buy, like, they don't play to the strength of women. Mm. They play, they, the women are played as men. Oh, she's so badass, she can kick all these guys' butts. I'm, and, and in reality, I'm like, I'm sorry, but no. Like, yeah, there's, there's Ronda Rousey women out there who <laughs> can beat the everlasting shit out of anybody for sure. But by and large, most women, if faced with six really tall, ripped dudes and they looked like Haley Atwell, would, things would not go well. Right. And so I really liked um, another an example of a character that I thought they did well was uh, Catwoman in Dark Knight Rises. She used that against men. That they would expect her to be for that scene when she's in the, uh, it's a it's past a year, so spoiler alerts are off. People go if you haven't seen Dark Knight Rises, uh, I don't know, go to Mars. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but in the scene where she's in the um, she's in the bar and the cops have been called, she calls the cops and then they come running in and she just sinks to the floor screaming and going, "Oh my God, he went out back!" And then they leave and she stands right up just fine and walks out. It was like that was brilliant because that is how. That would, I mean, I'm not saying women have to just constantly be like, "Oh, I'm scared," but she used her feminine for, she used those me- the the policeman's view of what women of what a woman is against them right. to get away. And I was like, that was brilliant. You know, she was intelligent, smart, and then later in the film, she kicks all kinds of ass. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like she didn't kick ass. But that's the part that always gets me a little bit about certain characters is in like the in with Black Widow. All the time, she's absolutely laying out these giant people, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I've seen Scarlett Johansson in real life. No, she can't. Oh hell no. She's like, bar- she's barely over five feet. Um, it looks like she eats very well, but not much. <laughs> and she probably got some. She could probably kick my ass. I don't doubt that. But, but just laying waste to like, it's just one of those things that I th- I feel like they kind of just toss this token female badass in there. But in Imperi- in in Charlize Theron's character. Uh, not spoiling anything. There's a fight she's in, uh, and she, she does not use. I mean, she wins the fight, loses the fight, and nobody really wins or loses in any of the Mad Max fights. But <laughs> um, it, I loved how they choreographed that because she wound. She, she didn't use her strength or her badass ninja moves to overcome anybody. She used her craftiness and right. her smarts to, you know, use objects or things around her to win that fight win in bunny ears (laughs) um so you know like that that was why i thought that character was so interesting and awesome was that they didn't shuffle aside her her femininity they celebrated it which is something they don't do in hollywood they they tend to just turn women into men and then go oh yeah no we're really pro pro women no you're not you just want all women to act like men so that you can then say that it's you're feminist which is not true so there's my rant about that. Well, anyway, sorry, totally random. You brought up something that I was gonna, I wanted to bring up as well, in kind of a contrast to the the reception of Mad Max, is uh, Black Widow. Uh, I know you're aware of it because you uh, you said some stuff on Facebook and uh, and well, and to me personally, um, mm. when Avengers, the newest Avengers, came out a few weeks ago. Uh, Did that come out? I, I don't know if we ever <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> it's not like we devoted an entire podcast to it. No, not at all. Um, and for this one, we will stay spoiler free, but there was a moment 
between Black Widow and another character where she revealed something about herself and uh, it had to do with her femininity physically. And yes. uh, and then she said she referred to herself as a monster. And holy shit, the interwebs exploded. And unfortunately, it wasn't just a wild blast. It was a pointed blast at Joss Whedon via Twitter and I'm sure other social media outlets where people, because he dared to write this scene and dared to have this scene in his movie, they attacked him as being sexist and they attacked him as as uh, just just basically being all sorts of horrible to the point where he, he quit Twitter. Twi- in our he society, did. as sad as it is to say, Twitter has kind of become a, a necessary evil for promotion of products and self-promotion of yourself and your, you know, your self-promotion of yourself, you know, that's like redundant and I'm repeating myself. It's true. But yeah, but that is what it's the business he's in. So yeah, to see him quit was kind of weird. Uh, he tried to play it off a little bit like, oh, I was going to anyway, but it was kind of obvious that uh, some of what people said to him on there kind of must have got to him. A bit. Yeah. And, and, and the weirdest thing was I, I, we actually have some friends, believe it or not. Um, we actually have so some friends. So we don't. That I saw making comments and whatnot um, against Joss Whedon and his his quitting Twitter, like he was being, you know, immature or whatever. I totally get it. I understand. Like I, I'm on his side with it I, because he puts everything he has into these into creating these things, and we know, as we've discussed, he is constantly fighting to keep. Uh, the big money man out of the way and changing his shit. So mm. knowing how much he, he puts into his projects and knowing how much he fights for his projects, he clearly has going to have a vested interest in how they're received by not necessarily maybe by how, well, what did Marvel and Disney think, but by his, the, the fan base, he, you know, he's going to care what people think. So, yes. I totally understand him quitting Twitter and and not wanting to to subject himself to the the trolls of the world and the the fucking useless douchebags of the world. Sorry, by the way, I haven't actually ever asked you how your viewpoint on this was. So if you side with them, I just called you a troll and douchebag, but I stand by it. Um, <laughs> but no, I, uh, I I think he he actually mentioned that he might come back at some point in the future. I was fine with him. Hey, you want to quit social media? I got no problem with that. Particularly if people are being dicks to you mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to remove myself from the equation. Right. Fuck you. Talk to the... It's the ultimate talk to the hand. Yeah. Well, good luck. You can tweet about me, but I'm gone, so I'm not going to care. Right. But I just... What was your thought on that that whole... Not the Joss Whedon Twitter thing, but the Black Widow stuff. I didn't remotely find it to be uh, anti-feminist or sexist at all. In fact, I... uh, to, To... Again, to try and refrain from spoilers on this episode, we did did not do so well in the Avengers episode. In fact, we just threw that out the window. But with <laughs> with this one, well, we had to. Um, you know, she made the reference that you know uh, of something that was that she went through physically and referred to herself as a monster, and people blew up. I didn't actually take the monster reference to have anything to do with the physical stuff. I literally took it from the vantage point of the physical stuff she went through was to make her a better killer. And therefore she's calling herself a monster because she's been literally altered to be a better killer. 
Yeah, no, I, I, uh, A, it's going to be really hard to talk about this without spoilers. All um, right, you know, okay, so for the next, uh, to be safe, 10 to 15 minutes, let's say there may be spoilers It's not a, it. It's not a big spoiler. It's not. And, uh, I mean, it, 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 she, we'll, we'll throw it out here, she was sterilized. Yeah, part in, of her Black Widow training uh, in the graduation ceremony involves them being sterilized so they can't have kids because kids could be a distraction and keep them away from their missions, i.e. killing people. She reveals right. this and to a character and then says, you think you're the only monster on the team, and that's where the brouhaha came from. Okay. Right. That was where everybody got all mad about it. And I'm with you, actually. I thought that the line itself, "I'm you're not the only monster, wasn't in relation to that. There's even a pause where she stops and then says, you're not the only monster. And I say, okay, so it's unfortunate that it's that close to each other, but I really honestly took it to, I'm a murderer. Right. Is what she was saying. Not I murdered babies or killed my uterus or nothing to do with that. It was just these people turned me into a killing machine and they did so good at that that they felt the need to take away my ability to have a child because therefore, you know, to, to not have anything that someone could hold against me, you know? Because mm. how many times have you seen in a movie, particularly a movie like that, where someone is in peril because their child is in trouble and they their brain goes off and they start acting irrational? Happens all the time in superhero movies. Right. Um, and so I, I, I got that. That was pretty much what I took away from it. But let's just let's let's play devil's advocate and assume for a moment that what she's talking about is I'm a monster and she is talking. OK, for starters, I don't think that you don't think that most rational people I know feel like she was just saying I'm a monster for being a killer, mm. not I'm a monster for not being able to have babies. OK, um, but let's just say that for a moment that she feels that she's a monster for not being able to have babies. Black Widow is clearly in in the uh, in the Avengers. She plays, and this is I'm sorry, I know everyone will get mad. The mother role, she really does. Mm. She calms Hulk down in the first movie. She does this. Yeah, um, that's like her job. That's her thing. She handles Bruce Banner. Who do they send to go bring Bruce Banner in the first film? Again, we're over a year on this one. Oh so yeah, no. sorry, all spoilers are off on Avengers. But they send Black Widow. And she develops this rapport with Banner, and almost a romantic rapport, so it's not just purely motherly. But there's, again, they're using her feminine side of, of comfort. And again, not that only women are capable of that, but that's something that they are capable of. So she clearly has a mother thing in here. She's not, one, she's not a woman who does not dislike children. Right. But she had that choice torn away from her by monsters, by awful people that tore, him tore the choice for her to have babies away from her. Therefore, she views herself, again, this is not what the actual movie said, but I, I'm playing devil's advocate. Even if she is coming to the plate and saying, I'm a monster because I can't have children, that's her opinion as a character. That at no point was she like, all women that can't have babies are monsters. I get how that that may come off to some women as like this horrible thing like what i don't want babies therefore i'm a monster no but there are women that want to have children that's what they want to do and if you took that ability away from them if that was ripped away from them they would feel that something is wrong with them right which is a horrible thing and i mean this happens in real life there are psychological studies on women who have who have who have found out they're sterile or who through an accident can no longer have children and they actually go through a depression and uh, like depression is a form of self-hatred. Mm -hmm. So they go through a form of self-hatred because their body cannot have children. And I think it's ridiculous to to just to to take that away from her. Again, 
not what I think she meant at all. <laughs> I think she meant I'm a monster because I kill people. But even if you do want to go there and have that argument, for me, honestly, that's okay that she feels that way. I don't think all women should feel that way. But, I mean, Tony Stark's a dick bag. I don't think that all men want to be dick bags because Tony Stark's a dick bag. Right. Like, I you know, that those are called character choices. You know, um, Thor, Captain America, all of the male Avengers have made morally dubious choices and done things that you're like, man, I don't know. Like, Nick Fury is nothing <laughs> but morally dubious choices, and yet I consider him a great character because he has flaws. Bla- even if you want to write Black Widow's flaw in as she's sterile and feels like she's a monster because of it, that's just a character flaw. It's not a moral judgment on all women. Right. And the fact that that was... Where where they took it, I was like, I you got to be kidding me! Like there are, s- there <laughs> you want to get mad about something? There are there are women in real life, not in movies, being raped full of children in Africa right now by Boko Haram. Where is your outrage for that? Because I haven't seen that on Twitter in like a year. Right. So that's still happening, by the way. Didn't stop, but they've just moved on to being pissed off about Scarlett Johansson, and I'm just like, you're really. It comes back to that thing. I think we've talked on the podcast a few times. About how I'm just like, if you have outrage about tiny shit that doesn't matter, when things come along that actually need to be outraged about, the volume gets turned down on it. And I think this is one of those cases, big time. Yep. Another thing, same movie from Avengers, uh, that I was curious about, because when, uh, when I was I was trying to figure out what the hell people were even talking about with, you know, with sexism and whatnot in Avengers. So... I was I was looking I I went into I went under the trolls bridge to try and find mm. out you know what exactly are people trying to say and something else that I noticed in the same breath that I wanted your input on is uh there's a scene where they're messing around with Thor's hammer and uh and of course the joke is you know he who can wield the hammer is, you know is mighty or possesses the power of Thor or whatever whoever wh- whoever's worthy and uh, and so uh, when Tony Stark takes his shot at it, uh, joking about the fact that he'd be in power if he could, you know, pick up the hammer and whatnot, um, he makes a joke saying, you know, I I'm, I I intend to reinstate uh, Prima Nocta, which uh, I know from the movie Braveheart, and I imagine most people our age and within twenty years either way of our age would only know about Prima Nocta from Braveheart. It yes. was uh, it was an old an old law, f- very old, uh, where whenever there was a wedding, the uh, the noble or lord of the of the region would actually get to bed the bride on the first night. Yes, and uh, prima first nocta. Correct, night. and uh, and so I, I myself have have made joking references to prima nocta uh you know among friends and whatnot and it's it doesn't mean that i think i have uh any right to their their future bride it's clearly a joke most of the people i hang out with are bigger than me and could probably break me anyway so um i didn't see it as anything other than (laughs) tony stark's always been a womanizer that is a funny joke for that character to make given the scenario of possibly you know being in power of everything people didn't really get upset about this really yes it got it got classified as a rape joke because 
God forbid, like, anything about sexual interaction with a woman that is not sought after entirely and in, in with complete devotion by the woman, which again puts right back in that stable of all female characters in films would then have to be basically pandering after the man they want, weakening hmm. them as, as strong female characters. Um, but basically, yeah, they labeled it as a rape joke because it, you know, because of the, the historical nature of what Prima Nocta was. And it was just one of those where it got lumped in. So people were throwing that in with the, se- you know, Joss Whedon is sexist. And he's also, uh, he's also, uh, he supports rape culture. He supports rape culture because he made a joke about Prima Nocta. He didn't even make a joke. A character in his movie made a joke about Prima Nocta. R- a womanizing I mean character. A character that has been established in one, two, three, four, at least four movies before this uh, it as, a w- as a womanizing type character. As a playboy, and, and he's in a he's in a situation where it's sort of a dick contest, and he's been a drinking. bunch of bros, and they're trying to lift a hammer. Well, spoilers are totally off. Are on by the way? Yeah, just totally. Just say we totally just giving all this away. But but anyway, this is what happens. And uh, if you haven't seen Avengers, uh, go live on Mars. Whatever. <laughs> um, and it's yeah. Um, there's it, that is another prime prime example of hey, guess what rape actually is. Uh, not someone making a prima nocta joke. That's really not rape. Like, not even at all. Um, it, it hasn't been practiced in, oh, 700 years. So I feel like that one's safe to make now. Uh, <laughs> you know? I feel like we're not really... No one is engaging prima nocta as a thing. Yeah, nobody's really lobby- uh, lobbying for that in Congress. It it is a fantasy as much as dragons now, so I think we're fine. You know, it's somebody made some disparaging jokes about unicorns. I feel like we should also not get upset about it because they, it doesn't. It isn't even a thing that exists anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of what that character. I mean, character-wise, I guess kind of any one of those characters could have said that. It, I mean, it makes more sense for Tony Stark to say it for sure because that he's just kind of his style of character. Mm. But Thor could have said it, fine. In fact, Thor could have said it a lot more legitly because he's actually a ruler of something. Right. Tony Stark just has a lot of money, which kind of makes him a ruler in America, but whatever. Uh, beyond that, uh, Thor, if Thor had said it, there's more to it, but it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I don't even know. I they, Just society has gone too crazy at that point, and uh, Prima Noct is not even a thing. So <laughs> go to Mars and live with the people that haven't seen Avengers. Yeah, I was just curious because that was one of the, when I when I read that because because of course you know the internet and uh, clickbait, you know all I found were these headlines about uh, the anti anti feminist slant in Avengers and rape and uh, and and rape jokes and I was like rape jokes I've seen the movie twice I don't remember any rape jokes. Yeah. They're <laughs> I think I saw something about that, and I didn't even bother. Cl- I was just like, <laughs> I had the whole Black Widow thing kind of blew up, and I was like, okay, really, y'all are ridiculous. I'm not even gonna. And uh, I think if I delved a little deeper, I might have heard about that. But damn, damn, that's just that. I- there's there's bigger issues, folks. Uh, it's a it's a fake movie. It's a fake movie about uh, people that don't exist. Uh, there are things wait, happening in the real world wait, what? that involve rape. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break it to you this way. But <laughs> It's the Avengers aren't real. Aww. They're not. They, they don't actually exist. Iron Iron Man is the only, the real Iron Man is Elon Musk, and he does not have a suit, as far as I know. 
And if he does, he's not using it to fight crime. So shame on him. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not real. People go fight for an issue that matters. There's a lot of them. Go go crusade for that. I I swear. Maybe war- maybe Disney was like, oh man, we'll accuse Joss Whedon of rape. That should make the opening box office go nuts. I no idea. That's just sad. Yeah, I was. So it was it was pretty stupid when I saw it, and I was just curious because uh, it was it was lumped in there with you know, and in my opinion, just as stupid as people's outrage over the Black Widow scene. And uh, I mean, now, granted, I will say there is an argument to be made for the fact that apparently Disney has actually uh, decreed, I guess, from the Magic Castle that um, that as far as merchandising, they do not push out their female characters. There was not a lot of Gamora with Guardians and there is not a lot of Black Widow stuff out with Avengers. And I don't remember if we covered this on a previous show or not, but. Um, I think somebody at uh, at Marvel or at Disney, uh, when when someone else did ask, you know, why is there, you know, what what uh, Vision? We talked about the fact that they spoiled Vision, right? Um, sure. Vision was actually on some of the promotional posters and T-shirts and shit. Like it was, it's the four main dudes. No, so no Hawkeye, but it's it's Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Captain America. And then they had a spot for a fifth person. They put Vision instead of Black Widow or even Hawkeye, but but importantly for this conversation, Black Widow. And sure. so there's been some some outcry as to why is she not being, you know, represented in merchandising. And I guess somebody actually within the companies inquired as well. And somebody uh, somebody from I think must have been from the Disney side, I guess, kind of said, you know, well. That's not why Disney acquired Marvel. They're they're good on the girls merchandising with the princesses. They acquired Marvel to hit a boy demographic. And yeah. and so that I think is an actual that that's something people could get outraged about and upset about and say, Hey, fuck you guys. You're you're basically telling all the boys, all the all everybody in the world, but you're especially you're 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 thinking that by aiming at boys you have to keep the girls out of the merchandising and I guarantee, not just because she's hot, there are boys out there that like Avengers that think Black Widow kicks ass. And oh, she totally does. Yeah, and and you know, and wouldn't mind having her on a folder or a notebook or a T-shirt. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I was 13 and someone offered me a Scarlett Johansson folder, a picture of her on a Trapper Keeper in the uh, Black Widow outfit, I mean, yeah, I, I, this is sad that I'm not, I know, we talk about feminism and here I am like, yeah, but those curves, right? Yeah, but come on, thirteen-year-old Brian would go for that. I'm I'm, I'm more entertained by the fact that you busted out Trapper Keeper. Trapper Keepers, <laughs> those are a thing. <laughs> those here's 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 my short response to uh, a, a quick little story. I wanted a baby. Uh, you wanted to have a baby. Um, I wanted I wanted a baby Sven the Moose doll. I wanted one from Frozen. Okay. So I went to the Disney store. Baby Sven the Moose dolls gone. Don't exist. Not here. Oh, would you like an Elsa doll? Would you like an Anna doll? Would you like Elsa and Anna together? Would you like Elsa and Anna in a t-shirt? Where is their little man drone Kristoff in all of this? Gone. He's not on anything. You have to hunt for like a motherfucker to find anything with a boy on it in any of the Frozen merchandise. Except for like Olaf. So, 
Okay. Oh, I, wait, I was looking. Yeah, Olaf, if you're a genderless snowman, <laughs> fine, you can be friends. But if you're a dude, get the hell out is basically the message I got from Frozen's merchandise. You know, if you're if you want to be their gay best friend snowman, please, by all means, come on down. <laughs> However, if you're a dude, no one likes you. So I would just was like, if, if, any, if everybody's getting mad about Black Widow not being on things for the Avengers stuff, then please also get outraged that Kristoff is not on any of the Frozen merchandise. Like, he's here and there, but I guarantee you, the percentage-wise, he's on a lot less shit than Black Widow is on of, um, uh, of Avengers stuff. It, I, I get the complaint, and they're right. There should be more Black Widow stuff. I would buy the Black Widow stuff, not just because Scarlett Johansson is wildly attractive, which she is, mm-hmm. but also because I think it's a great character, and I really dug that they made her character say she was a monster in the last movie. I thought that was, wow, that's cool and morally ambiguous. Awesome. I dig that. She kicks loads of ass. But, you know, uh, I, I also know that for a fact that there's nothing of, on, of, of, of Anna and Elsa's mandrone, as far as I can. That's what I'm calling him from now, <laughs> by the way. He is the mandrone of that movie. You exist to be a man. Do man things. Do man things. Be a man. Yeah. So I, I I'm I'm all I am not a person that is for uh I, I am for feminism as long as feminism is about equality. The minute it stops being about equality, the minute you want to be better than th- get the fuck out. I'm sorry that men spend a whole lot of time claiming they're better than women. They're not. In fact, we're probably inferior. But please don't say it to my face. <laughs> uh, and ju- just lie and say that we're equal. Let's try and be equal equality i say so that's my thing on the and that uh, actually i think is probably the best way to, to end this i wanted to see if we could talk about fifa and what's going on but we are out of time and to be honest that whole thing just started so hopefully by the time we uh we do another one of these there will actually be some resolution of the story but uh but yeah yeah um, something could have happened yeah but totally i definitely want to thank everybody for listening again this has been final hour with the west coast neighbors i'm seth I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And I'm a man drone that can be put on a t-shirt. Don't let me you up. There's a chorus of opinions. But you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody This has been a Dry Run production.